Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. From St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. One of the reasons we wanted to do this live was, well, everybody calls it theater prom. It's okay. just a celebration. <laughs> I'm sometimes disappointed by the new plays that some of the companies do when I, because I know what's available. I, I just think there's a lot of imagination and there's a lot of people trying to put in the extra effort. And what marks professionalism in a production? Well, what marks for professionalism in a production is, number one, I don't fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Elaine Cha. One of the many beautiful things about live theater is the in-person experience. And that's no less true of events dedicated to celebrating the passion, work, and wonder of extraordinary theater and what goes into making it. So the return of the St. Louis Theater Circle's annual award ceremony is cause for joy. It's a sign of vibrancy here in STL. And today, we've got the added excitement of an exclusive look at the St. Louis Theatre Circle's nominations for 2022's Best in Stage. Here to dis- discuss that are Lynn Vanhaus, writer and reviewer for poplifestl.com and various metro area local publications. Hello. Hello. And Calvin Wilson, theater critic for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. How are you doing? Yeah, welcome to you both. Calvin, last year, the St. Louis Theater Circle Awards were unusual, and not just because they were presented virtually. So plays that were eligible for awards included work from 2020 and 2021, years whose theater sessions or seasons, that is, were hit very hard by the pandemic. Now, this year's is just about one year, and that is predictions from 2022. As a theater fan and critic, do you feel like things are are back to normal? I think they're pretty much back to normal. Obviously, the pandemic had a devastating effect on the theater community here, but um, I'm very happy that um, it didn't um, result in more theater companies um, going out of business. Mm-hmm. I think they they held the line. Uh, they used uh, streaming and imaginative ways, mm-hmm. and um, I think it's a uh, maybe it's I'm um, maybe it's more surprising that they have that they're having such, such success than you would imagine. Mm-hmm. What do you think accounts for that success, Lynn? I think people are hungry to gather. I think there's a, always been a great sense of community in the theater world here, and I think one of the reasons we wanted to do this live was, well, everybody calls it theater prom. It's okay. just a celebration <laughs> of everybody's efforts, and to me, it's been such trying times for these companies that anybody trying to make art in these past few years, bravo to mm-hmm. them. Right, right. Some resilience there, definitely. Yes. Um, Calvin, which theater companies do you think in considering everything that has has happened or or not happened in some cases 
which companies had good years in 2022? I think most of them had good years, mm-hmm. uh, particularly uh, the Black Rep and the uh, Repertory Theater of St. Louis. I mean, you know, you might not like everything they do, and you might wonder, why are you doing this instead of something else? But the uh, level of professionalism with whatever production they do is first rate. Mm-hmm. And what marks professionalism in a production? Well, what marks for professionalism in a production is, number one, I don't fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, and uh, number two, you can just see the uh, expertise that the actors and the uh, director and the people behind the scenes have, have uh, brought to the um, production, mm-hmm. you know, but because it's uh, like set design, lighting design, all these things. Uh, you would only notice them if they're badly done. Mm-hmm. And I've never, I, I've seldom thought any of that stuff was badly done with any of the companies. That's quite a lot. That, that means quite a lot, that is. Lynn, how about for you? Which ones sort of stood out as, as companies that had a really good year in 2022? I think several of them were very innovative. Uh, for instance, SATE, which is slightly a skew theater, comp- uh, theater ensemble, mm-hmm. they did an original play called Bronte House Part, a Bronte Sister House Party. Mm-hmm. And it was so clever and so fun. And it was a a very interactive theatrical experience. And then on the other end, you have the Muni producing Sweeney Todd and the Color Purple, which were outstanding. Mm -hmm. And so you have the big companies doing excellence, but then you have these smaller companies like Flying North Theatricals did a brilliant revision of Assassins by mm-hmm. Stephen Sondheim. And so you have little companies doing great work, but you also have the big companies stepping it up, mm-hmm. like Stages in their new uh, Kirkwood Performing Arts Center. They produced the Broadway, pre, uh, the pre Broadway tryout to Karate Kid the musical. Uh-huh. And then they did a, a stellar in, uh, in the Heights. And of course, so you have people producing with a lot of resources because they do have like good resources. But then you have some of the smaller companies uh, using like West End Theater, West End Players Guild, mm-hmm. and uh, do it like they they perform the Christians in a church setting which I thought was very innovative and caring. So I, th- I just think there's a lot of imagination and there's a lot of people trying to put in the extra effort. Mm-hmm. Well, imagination was definitely the word that was coming to mind as you were describing um, kind of what your observations have been. Calvin, in so far as new plays go, 2022 seems like it was a great year for that. Which one stood out to you? New plays, um, I'm sometimes disappointed by the new plays that some of the companies do when I, because I know what's available mm-hmm. and um, they're not doing what I would like to see them do. You know, not that they're in any uh, position to have to please me, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, I you know I'm I'm really more impressed with the. Um, some of the upcoming productions of, of the uh, classics. Okay. Like uh, the um, like there's an upcoming pro- production by Stray Dog Theater of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, mm-hmm. and that's a really tough play to do. Okay. 
And also St. Louis Actors Studio is doing Uncle Vanya. Again, you know, a really challenging work. And I'd like to see more theater companies doing the uh, classics. I thought the Black Rep did a great job with uh, Death of a Salesman. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, I remember hearing about that. So the theater, St. Louis Theater Circle, has 13 critics. And clearly, there's sort of a a range of tastes and and sensibilities there. Uh, Michelle Kenyon is someone who talked with us a little bit with uh, our producer, Danny Wisentowski, before the show. And she, too, like you, Lynn, had mentioned um, the Muni. And in particular, she had spoken about the knockout casts. So insofar as the, the talent goes, is there anyone that has stood out to you, Calvin? Um, recently? Yeah, in, the, in, in 2022. Um, well, you know, I, without singling any one person out, I will say the level of acting talent is excellent in town. And, and, you, can, and you can tell who are the best actors by how, how often they work. Mm, you know, okay. and they work for a variety of companies. Mm-hmm. Are there uh, certain actors that you can that you can name who've managed to get cast in in different productions? Well, yeah, I, I just did a piece on Jacob Fleckier. He's actually based out in New York, but he's played three different characters for New New J- Jewish Theater mm-hmm. based on uh, based on the playwright Neil Simon. And this kid is, uh, this guy is just uh, great. You know, and that's why I did a profile on him. And let me put a plug for my uh, new periodic uh, column uh, on a roll in which I uh, talk to um, various actors about their careers and about the roles they're taking on. And you'll be seeing that in, in, in Go like every other week. Mm-hmm. Lynn, how, for you, insofar as the performers go, who has stood out to you over the last year? I think the Black Rep has done outstanding work. Elijah Juan Davis, uh, Kevin Brown, uh, Ron Himes directed uh, three shows at the Black Rep that were just outstanding. The African Company presents Richard III between the sheet, and they're doing the August Wilson. They are repeating the August Wilson cycle, uh, cycle, and they did Jitney. I think Ron is doing excellent work, and then he subbed in Jitney as a character, so he's a director. But there's a there's a guy named Joel Moses who is fairly new to St. Louis, Mm -hmm. and he has worked with New Jewish Theater, with SAIT, with uh, West, with uh, St. Louis Actors Studio, and he is mentioned here in uh, the nominations, and I think he's one to watch. Mm -hmm. There's several of them to watch. Summer Bear uh, is an exciting young actress, and uh, so we have a lot of uh, people that have uh, skills, and then there's the the people that have been around for a long time that you know when their name is in the cast that you're going to see excellence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to agree about Joel Moses. He's I've seen him in like three or four things, and he was great in every one of them. I'd also like to mention Michelle Hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever you uh, see Michelle Hand cast, you know you're going to get a first-rate performance. Mm-hmm. And does Michelle Hand play? Has she played a range of yeah, roles? Yeah, she's, she's played a range of stuff for a, for a, for a bunch of different companies. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of people who are uh, well-known 
and widely recognized, you are awarding Joan Lipkin with a Lifetime Achievement Award. Now, among many others, she produced a groundbreaking queer musical, Some of My Best Friends Are. Tell us about this award, Lynn, and what she's being recognized for. Well, it's a Lifetime Achievement, and she definitely deserves it. She has been politically active at using theater to uh, explore ideas, to present uh, the uh, the issues of the day and this groundbreaking musical they had their uh, was it their 30th anniversary Calvin uh, this year at the History Museum and she did things before uh, it was when many gay actors were still closeted mm-hmm. and they were afraid of being in a show about gay people that their careers would be ruined so she was ahead of the game in terms of LGBTQ rights. And if anybody is deserving of of being somebody not afraid to push the envelope, it's Joan. Mm-hmm. We are speaking here with Lynn Van House, writer and reviewer for poplifestl.com and various metro area local publications, and Calvin Wilson, who's the theater critic for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. And we're talking about the 2022 nominees for the St. Louis Theater Circle's um, Best Stage. One of the things that um, that I have been hearing a lot about um, is the way that theater has had to change. So, Lynn, you've just spoken about Joan Lipkin and pushing some of the boundaries. And from what I understand, last year, the categories changed the names of, of the categories. Calvin, is that something that you can speak to? What what made those changes in the category names, um, what made it possible and what made it necessary? Well, if you're talking about male or female or non-binary, yes. um, that's just uh, something we have to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, that you have to acknowledge how the actor identifies him or her, him or her or, or their self. Is that a word? I don't mm-hmm. know, but... You know, you have to acknowledge that. Uh, you can't ignore it. Uh, me personally, and I think uh, this has come up in uh, talking about the Oscars, um, there's a sense in which um, separating acting out between male, even male and female doesn't make a lot of sense because you're not, it's not a sporting event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, acting is acting, and um, uh, a lot of people would say you just, you, you should eliminate all gender-related categories and just uh, make it, base it on uh, the performance. Mm-hmm. Then what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think we're learning. I think we're trying to do the right thing. I think we're trying to recognize uh, not everybody neatly uh, fits into a, a specific role. So we're uh, trying to be as fair as possible. Okay. Calvin Wilson is a theater critic at the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, and Lynn Van House is a writer and reviewer for Pop Life STL and various metro area publications. Calvin and Lynn, thank you for joining us today. Uh, thank you. Thank you. A full list of the St. Louis Theater Circle Award nominees is available now on our website. Visit stlonair.show to see that list. The St. Louis Theater Circle Award ceremony will return in live form on April 3rd at 7 p.m. at the Loretto Hilton Center on Webster University's campus.
This episode was produced by Danny Wissentowski. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.